entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Welcome, goons and goblins, to episode 13 of Rip City Goons. Thank you, everybody who's tuned in. Uh, thank you, everybody who's liked and left a comment. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. I uh, just want to say special shout out to my friend uh, Zach Frostick, right, for our first five star review on Spotify. So uh, much appreciated. Uh, show's growing. Yeah, thank it's getting, you very much. It's getting big. And uh, yeah, it's fun hanging out with you guys for this hour on this. We enjoy doing this. So uh, yeah, yeah, hang out. We got a lot to talk about. And before we get any further, our little introductions. I'm DJ Nick and Knight, aka Kenosis the Goon. And as always, my co host, Che Guevara, Silas Shikonary. Yep, I'm back. Oh, what a week. They, huh? can find you, they can find you at, tw- uh, at Twitch where? Uh, Twitch.tv backslash TEH Guevara. Uh, what are we playing? What are we playing uh, right now? So I'm doing a twofer right now. So during the week, I do two. Uh, two short streams on Tuesday and Thursday, basically from like 530 uh, Pacific to nine Pacific. Uh, and those I'm doing returnal still at fucking game is super hard and it's kicking my ass. I haven't progressed at all in it in like two weeks. Uh, and then for my long stream, which I do Saturdays before we record this podcast, uh, I do the first uh, up until I'm like so frustrated I can't fucking do it anymore. I play Returnal, and then today I switched over and f- first playthrough of Red Dead Redemption. Oh, cool! Too. How's that uh, game? That's it's a pretty fan fun. favorite. So I never wanted to play it originally because I'm so I I got so sick of like what I call Creed likes. I don't know if that's like the genre yet, but the the open world fucking. Uh, go explore this big giant map and hope that you get the right. right quest and find the right shit. And so this game is a lot of that. And it's also a Rockstar game. And I I got sick of GTA years ago. So you gotta have a lot of commitment to GTA. Like guys that play GTA, just play GTA. Like that's pretty right. much it. Like I, I get it. Like I just, I have Call of Duty right now. I'm a Call of Duty guy. I've been the last two years, you know, Call of Duty, but you know, the, uh, the content slowed down. It, I started to get uninterested stuff like they're putting Attack of the Titans guys in there now. Uh, mm-hmm. super, a bunch of hackers because everybody's trying to make money off that game. And it just got super bad to the point where I'm like, I'm not buying. You know, they put out a new battle pass. It's not good. Nothing's good. Yeah. And it's not worth the 10 bucks. You're just like, you know what? I don't even want to spend the 10 bucks because I don't yeah. want Indiana Jones or the Attack oh. of the Titans. You basically look like a bacon strip man. Why do yeah, I, I want to be like a bacon strip man in Call of Duty? Okay, isn't this like G.I. Joe's and shit? Like, you know, it's supposed to yeah. be more like, you know, but now we got bacon strip guy. I got like a fucking wizard killing me with, uh, you know, ice round. Like, it's just, it's it's fucking crazy what they're doing with it. It's just Fortnite at this point. I hope now that Microsoft has gotten control of Activision that it will get better. And I think it will because Microsoft, they're, you know, they're, they're really good at that. You know, Microsoft, they're really stand by behind their products and they always try to they improve you know they're they're yeah you know seattle so you know i always pull for them um but yeah and so we all know and we all know that the, the, the pc is is the ultimate console right now right it's the ultimate machine yeah. for because it enables you to create content stream quickly also play games quickly actually faster <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so it it's a different world we live in today. Well, and I think, you know, console gaming, unfortunately, as much as I like it, because I'm a PS5 guy, like I have PS5 now. Uh, 
big console. I collect consoles. There's a bunch of them over here. You've we seen always them. have. We always but have. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, pretty soon that will be gone. The idea of console gaming, it will go strictly to gaming PCs because actually pre-built decent PCs are getting cheaper. They're getting to a point where they're actually affordable-ish. Yeah. Right. They're not yeah, 600 it's... bucks, but they're not five grand or 10 grand or whatever you have to pay for like a really good one. Right. Um, and you yeah. can upgrade them way easier. So yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I don't know. I haven't played a call. The last call of duty game I played was ghost. I don't play first person shooters anymore. Um, well, yeah, regardless, they're fun though. It, they regardless, be. you know, tying this back in, uh, because you got to pick a game these days. You got to pick at least one. You can play maybe some side, you know, ones on the side a little bit. Like I downloaded the Predator game because it was free on the PlayStation yeah. Store. And I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm just like, why not? I don't care. I, I'll play that Dude, real I, quick. So, so I spent eight bucks on Hollow Knight. I bought Hollow Knight because I'm like, I'm, I, I generally am a fan of Metroidvania platforming games. And like, it was $8. So I was like, I'll, I, it'll, I'll have it for when I want, want it later. But Right. Yeah, you want it later. Premise. Why not? You know, and, yeah. and so, but but you get like, most people are playing like one big game. So my big game is Call of Duty and I kind of fell off it because I got sick of, you know, just not getting anything good out of yeah. it. You know, I just, mm -hmm. it came to a point where it's like, yeah, I can still get a lobby, but you know, it's toxic ass lobbies. It's glitchy. I'm getting hacked mm -hmm. to death. Uh, yeah, it, it's just gotten bad. So Moving from video games, we're moving into yeah. the NFL, and we're going to talk about the crazy mix-up in the AFC West because this is nuts, okay? Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. This is, to me, this is the biggest news of, of it all because I never thought Seattle yeah. would have the balls to walk or put a trade on not only just Wilson, mm -hmm. but the last standing member of the Legion of Boom of the championship defense, the last standing member they let they sent him down the street oh, the, too. Dude, the Wagner. Bobby that's Wagner. actually I think and Wagner is is a is crazy. a crazier thing than uh the Wilson trade. I we kind of all saw coming a little bit. It was gonna be Pete Carroll maybe getting fired, Russell Wilson getting traded. We kind of saw opposite. that coming. I was I wrong. Never ever thought in a million years Bobby Wagner would get cut. I never thought they would cut. They, yeah, they sent him, sent him, and so that's crazy. So now Seattle's got like Drew Locke from Denver. Yeah, uh, they got no a whole bunch of new deal, picks, though. a whole bunch of new picks. They're staying with Pete Carroll, which I thought the opposite was going to happen, and they got rid of their last, you know, champion defender. So that wall in Seattle where they got all those dudes' heads up—it's really cool wall. It's like a mural. They're basically all going to be removed. Right, mm -hmm. like there, it's all gone. The championship season in Seattle is gone. So then we got Khalil Mack coming back to the AFC West, but not in silver and black this time, in light blue and yellow. That, and I'm so, and with Bosa. Oh my God, that's gonna be a hard thing. For that's you gonna to be next for me. I don't want to deal with it. I don't ever want to play the Chargers. I hate those fucking guys. But you play and them twice a year. Now it's exactly. Now it's even worse. And and you they know, have the Raiders on the other side. The Raiders, I know what they're doing. They're doing it the Patriot way. We're going to find, you know, diamonds in the rough. We're not going to pay Antonio Brown to come out here and act like a prima donna, right, and do some crazy stunt. You know, we're, we're going to find a guy that wants a shot, that nobody knows where he came from, 
fucking probably played, you know, football at Syracuse or something. You know what I mean? And he's going to come in and get 4,000 yards. Like they draft. Yeah. They know how to, that GM knows how to draft. So the Patriots have done it. It's going to, it's going to happen in, o- or not Oakland, but Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, so, but that's a problem. You know, we're, we might be, we might be shot. We're going to have to pay car. It's going to happen. Unless Indianapolis picks him up, which is the only rumor, big rumor. They want him. There's teams that want him, you know, but. I don't think they want him for the price. He's not asking for 50. You can probably get him for, I would I would say 35 mil a year, but. It's still you know, a lot for, I mean, Carr is a good dude, quarterback. It's, That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, but it's still saving compared to Rodgers, you know, contract, 200 million four-year deal 50 mil highest ever quarterback it's it's that he was saying so here's the interesting thing about that though is that rogers is like saying that that contract isn't real that everybody's reporting this contract that's not real at all he didn't get 200 million it's not for four years it's not 50 million a year like he's i i saw that a tweet a couple of days ago about well this is the this is the report that i've been hearing on the news the past yeah. three days four days you know just t- saying you know rogers got paid he's staying he's gonna he's you know uh and and that really you started hearing about that that and the wilson thing happened really closely you know that that was kind of hand in hand a little bit but Devonte adams bought a 12 million dollar home in las vegas and i think he was going to be raider and the over budget Green Bay Packers put a franchise franchise tag on him, right? Mm-hmm. And I, they, how are you going to pay this guy? Because you, you can't afford this guy. And if the rumors are true about, you know, Rogers' contract, it's so much. How the fuck can Green Bay afford to do this legally? I mean, how many fees do these guys have to pay to retain those guys for this co- contract? Because I mean, they're going to have to. This was a lose one somewhere else. This was They're a lose a guy situation for anybody else. And I don't know why they, you know, I get Devontae Adams is that good. But I, as a Raider fan, I was bummed out because it looked like he was coming this way and it was going to happen. And now it looks like he's going to be locked up and probably disgruntled because when you lock a guy up like that, they don't like it. You know, it's it's a, it's a flex of power that guys usually have in their first contract. They, you know, they don't have the, the player option included. Yeah. They don't have the no trade clause included. They don't have, you know, their first contracts usually not as good as the second one, right? So, yeah. so guys get stuck like that. And typically, the franchise tag—that's a quarterback thing. I really think that. I mean, that's crazy to even usually. Think you anything, sometimes you'll you know, see it get hit. you'll see a corner like a lockdown type Daryl Revis type will get hit with it or a linebacker, but. No, it's or yeah. running back. You'll right. see it happen, I mean, but most of the time, it's like well, not cousins. anymore with a running back. Every, no. anyone's even your even if you have like Kamara, you know, who yeah. we'll see what happens with his situation coming up. Hopefully, he can play next year. Uh, or <laughs> yeah, Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott, a halfback that's on a big contract but isn't producing more than four point four yards carry. You know what I mean? So he's not yeah. he's not worth the big contract because. It, there's so many more moving pieces going on in the run game besides the halfback. They got to be good and they got to be able to get get in the hole. They got to be able to take a hit, make a cut. But it seems like in the season we end up getting to third, fourth, fifth backs because they get injured, you know, yeah. continuously. You know, well, they're taking the hits year. constantly. They're taking right. big hits in the middle yeah. all the time. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the AFC West because at this point, Russell Wilson is what the third best quarterback in that. I mean, if you're a Raiders homer, you'd say he's the fourth, but he's probably the third. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with statistics and records. The Raiders finished second in the AFC West, losing a coach, losing their number one receiver, lose, lose, lose a guy, lose a guy, injury, Waller gets hurt, finished second, number two in the division. Right. Okay. Russell Wilson, they had a shitty year, and he was hurt half the year. And they had a shitty year, worst year of his career. And it's probably why they didn't even care to keep him around for the next year. They don't want to see one worse. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, though, are you ready? Do you want to hear what his year was last year? Who, Russell? Yeah. I'm not saying he's a slouch, but I'm saying Russell's, by the numbers. Russell Wilson's last, last, last season was a 64.8 completion percentage for 3,113 yards with 25 touchdowns, six interceptions, and 103.1 QBR. Okay, pull up Derek Carr. I will. That was good what I was going to do next. Side by side it. I pull it up against Derek Carr because I guarantee you, Derek Carr was at the top of the, the league, the NFL, for passing yards, and then Tom Brady caught him halfway through the year you know what i'm saying but he was yeah. up he was up in passing yards so go ahead run it what do we got i'm i'm looking give me a second uh 2021 <laughs> he is uh same stats so 68.3 okay uh, he's got a better uh completion percentage last year okay uh, 4800 yards he but did he start all 16 games he started all 17 games so that boom that has to be so taken he's into healthy account. strong yep. Uh, he threw 23 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So uh, Derek his, Carr, by the numbers, beats Russell same. Wilson. Beats well, him. He beats 23 him. and 14. Is if your accuracy and your and if your accuracy and your durability from seven for 17 games doesn't des- show that you deserve to be paid, I don't know what they're paying Russell Wilson. And I don't think Russell Wilson is a, a, lot. Bad, a bad quarterback. But I got a clip that I'm going to play. I can't stand Russell Wilson where he's saying, uh, "No, I, I don't unlockable think skills or untouchable skills." I can't even remember what yeah. this Mister Un, Mister Untouchable, Mister Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, I got the clip. I'll, I'll put it in right here. Yeah, Mister Unlimited. Yeah, you got to be unlimited. You know, got to have a thought process of being unlimited. It's it's so ridiculous, and the guys, I just can't stand. He's a cringy I, I can't. He's I cringy. Like I can't stand it. He's funny. I don't hate him. But no, there's something about him that is so like unlikable. He never, he didn't give Marshawn Lynch the ball. Like, yeah, okay? that's not his fault. That's because yeah, fault. no, that I don't care. You didn't give. You already knew damn well. If I don't care what Pete Carroll says, I'm in the Super Bowl. I have Marshawn Lynch in his prime. I'm on the one. I got three or four downs to go. I'm at least giving the beast from the east a chance over that fucking pile one time, and then Carroll can yell at me, and I'll win or lose this because he lost the Super Bowl anyways. Get what? What is going to yell at me then? Mm-hmm. You know, I already know better, but you know, that, I couldn't well, stand I, him so, from that moment because I was like, you could have given the heart and soul of that team the ball, and he would have mm-hmm. won, and you guys would have won twice, and then you, you, then you're, then we're talking about you in a different context of throwing a pick, and I saw that last year he threw a pick. On the fucking, you know, on the one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. To be, so, so I here's hate, just. I uh, hate it. Here's a here's a here's another quarterback from that exact same division. Uh, Sixty-five point nine percent completion percentage, five thousand fourteen yards, thirty-eight touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, and a ninety-seven point seven percent completion percentage in his second year. That's Justin Herbert. 
So yeah, he's I mean, really, obviously, really, really, really good. Obviously, Mahomes, Herbert. You probably it's put the best division quarterback wise in the in the NFL. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Trey Lance looks like because I think the NFC West is going to give you a. And run. I'm speaking of division, and I'm speaking of the numbers, you know. Right. And, and I'm saying that in the NFC, we in the well, actually, it's not true because now, who the hell is going to play quarterback for Seattle next year? Who is going? Is well, it like, so? It's either Deshaun Watson. Could uh, it's either him or they trade for Jimmy, which would be weird. Or well, could be. Out- like or you said last week, or it's you know, Drew Locke. it's not going to be Drew Locke. It might okay? be Drew Locke. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. The, like they've given away all their picks to make this happen, right? Or no, 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 yeah. vice versa. No, the other way. They got a bunch of picks to make this happen. So yeah, but there's no quarterbacks in this draft. That's the big no, thing. You, That's you why you never know that though, because we only look what we see for college football is not what the scouts know and see. No, I know, we but I'm saying see that the scouts the are saying that this is a bad 10 big teams team. every college year, you know, and we see the the show stoppers and the Heisman Trophy guys, you know, but we do not see, you know, the Bobby Boucher's in Southern Louisiana or whatever that these guys go find. You never know what that. Yeah. It's like Damian Lillard, Weber State. I didn't even know that was a place or a Weber. college or a thing. Right, Weber. I actually drove by there in Utah when I was working one time, like mm-hmm. the sign, and I was like, oh, that's where that is. <laughs> but it's in the middle of nowhere, right? Middle of nowhere, in, Utah. In, in yeah. Utah, yeah. And um, you never know. And like the Patriots, they built dynasties off of guys you just never knew. We didn't know who Wes Welker was, J- uh, Justin Edelman. We didn't know who these guys were. You know, Teddy Bruschi's, and uh, you know, yeah. they, they, you know, these guys were not Rodney Harris. You know, well, so that's it, different though. So here's you know, the thing: these that were, you these have to remember blue collar, hardworking players that Vince Wilfork. Right, yeah, that that one. Vince Wilfork was a was the starting fucking nose tackle. It at uh, no, I know Miami. He was he was a superstar, but I think I, but, he was the one. No, it was Warren Sapp. That or, kept or what the about rock the, what about the, the guy that, that that caught that pick for New England? Malcolm was that his name? Uh, they caught yeah. that pick in the Super Bowl. I mean, he was un, what undrafted guy? Probably. You know, come on. Well, you, but you here's know. the thing that you're saying. You're saying here's the the problem with what you're saying. All of the people you just said are all position players or defenders. None of them were quarterbacks. None of them. No. no it's only they're... ever been like five big, huge steel quarterbacks. Joe Montana, they talk about because he was a late first rounder. Russell Wilson, third rounder. Give you that. But like most Russell Wilson was one of those guys. Nobody expected right, that. But that... Most, most starters in the NFL right now are a are in the first 20 picks i guarantee it right they're they're one through 20 somewhere in their most starting quarterbacks like you know you get you get uh Dak prescott in the third round you get russell wilson in the third round and jimmy g in the second and that's then true because Alex- if you look at so you look at new guys that have been drafted uh joe Justin burrow Her- Burrow, Joe Burrow was the first overall. Uh, first overall, and he was a, a, a championship, you know, player at LSU. Yeah, uh, Herbert was, you know, Oregon's a major freaking. He was program. I think first overall, too, and wasn't yeah, he? he's a, he was a major. Like they knew about him, like year, you know, they'd been watching him for a long time. And when you when you play well at Oregon, and you, you're a West Coast, you want to stay on the West Coast, and you know, like he he was the perfect candidate. So yeah, you're right. 
quarterback's a different thing, but quarterback you know, is a different thing. You can but, you'll find a running back. An, Arian Foster but, was an undrafted you know, running back. You'll find those guys. And I say that because even Tom Brady what played at Michigan, so that's a fucking yeah, big school. That's a big. Also, that's he a was big a, deal, he's you know? the guy. Like he is the one guy everybody points to, like because he's so great. Yeah. Right. But yeah. but he's the, the only one. He's the greatest quarterback ever, and he was yeah. drafted in the sixth round. And looked like shit at the combine. <laughs> he, he did, he looked, dude. Watch he looked like he shit. had leukemia at the combine. Dude. <laughs> he looks. I mean, I get it, but that's the thing is, like, I think he also had that chip on his shoulder that maybe you know some other you know we'll see another one. It was the Jordan. Maybe our, it was the Jordan chip. Yeah, but even Jordan was drafted third. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. No, you yeah, know, he know. was not drafted fucking late. I mean, that's the thing is when you really get to it, there are these outliers. There's about four or five outliers at quarterback in the NFL right now. Outside of that, all of them are highly touted prospects. They're all drafted early in the first 20 picks. Well, I tell uh, you what, from what I saw, Ohio State, go figure, has a great quarterback that I would draft for the big leagues, 100%. He lost the championship game, and it's one game. Yeah. Nick, Nick Saban said, don't write this kid off off of one game because he won all the rest. He'll you know, probably so, get drafted. And, I mean, he'll probably well, get drafted sure. in the first so, round, too. So when you're looking quarterback these days, you're looking at Alabama, you're looking at Louisiana, you're looking at the SEC, whoever's winning right in the SEC – Mm-hmm. For whoever's competing in the SEC, you're looking at that because that's that's where they're coming from. Unless you go get the guy from Clemson and you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you uh, wet the bed, dude. The, you know? Urban Meyer is such an overrated bullshit coach. But what I don't know. I mean, obviously that I think he worked know, great in call, for whatever in college. Yeah. He did great. He, there's, he, a, like, there's a couple he did of better coaches than, like that. There's a couple of coaches that can't make that jump, and I think. That because, it makes sense. You, they're control freaks. They're the type they're of people. control freaks, and you can't talk to grown ass men with money the same way you talk to college but, kids with no money and no no. They're they're just begging for an opportunity. They're completely dependent on you in college. Can you imagine Urban not. Meyer trying to talk to Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown walks in locker room, has Kanye mask over face. Will not talk <laughs> to anybody in locker room. Yeah. Will not will not remove Rolex for for warm ups. Right, yeah. like that's who Ur- Urban Meyer kicked, like the kicker or punter or something, uh, in practice. And the guy's like, Did you just fucking kick me? It was like yeah. made national news. He's like, He's like, What are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, what do you think this is? Like, I'm 37, <laughs> you know, I'm a like, what do you think? Yeah. I'm stretching, dude. Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, the team hated him. So, we got mm-hmm. a team of a bunch of professional athletes who aren't doing well where they're at and are not happy to be there. You're making it worse, and then you're getting caught out with like 19, 20 year old chicks at the bar, at the how Bahamas, sad is it though that Tony, whatever that the cons are so good at owning wrestling, uh, wrestling promotion, and they because are the so son is in charge bad. of the wrestling, and the son is a wrestling guy, so he's as yeah. much of a wrestling guy as you and me. Mm-hmm. He knows like what what's good and what isn't good and what yeah. like we, what all the wrestling fans have been wanting to see if you had a billion dollars or two and you could like make some phone calls that's what he is he actually could right. do that and did it and um you know AEW just have their their big uh shindig their big revolution shebang, revolution yeah. which was a really awesome show a lot of good matches cm punk comes out to the afi 
uh, throwback Ring of Honor theme, which is Misery Contera. Awesome. Uh, Con- I so I've never been love that. But if AFI, if I had been to one and they didn't open with that song, I'd be fucking pissed because that is such a good like. Oh yeah, like it's got the chant part in it, the love, your hate, your faith, loss, like that opening is so good for like chanting and for like getting somebody pumped uh yeah uh i never you know when the only time i was gonna see afi was a warp tour that they were headlining and they Mm -hmm. didn't they just didn't do it i don't know were you in or you were probably in portland and everybody drops out before they get to the last stop because portland and seattle are always the last two stops and they always drop out before then like the one I went, well, I went to one where it was supposed to rise against was supposed to be there, and they dropped yeah. out like three weeks before or whatever. Because like everybody's on the beginning leg, like on the, the east very, coast, yeah, the east coast, and as it moves west, people are like, "Fuck this, I'm tired," and they yeah. just drop, they drop off throughout. So, well, especially yeah. if you're a, and the, at this point, this was the December underground time frame, so we're oh, talking. So they were, they aren't it. struggling anymore, dude. They're no. not. They're not doing uh, Misfits covers, you know. They're they're essentially David Bowie status in the pop punk scene. Right. You know, they're 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 the big bus at the show. So, yeah, yeah I, I love AFI, but I love the whole. I love the get up. I love the chain. I love the mm-hmm. match. I love the ending. I love the betrayal. I love the the ring and the you know setting up MJF's next storyline and and what I took from that. I really took that as a Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, where Bret Hart put Stone Cold Steve Austin over, and I felt like CM Punk put MJF over with that. You know, even gave him, you know, so that's the thing too. He went because, hard style. He went hard right. style and got real bloody. So when a veteran does that for you, like you know, you know, that's at this at that point in his career, CM Punk don't have to do that anymore. He doesn't have to do hard style nothing. No. He 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 doesn't even have to get in the ring. We, he'd be fine just talking and whatever little street fight shindigs here and the there. The build but... up for this match, though, the 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 storyline that they've been telling for the last, basically since Punk walked in to AEW, between these two has been so good. They've they've paced it perfectly. Where like you get little bits of it here and there, like MJF coming yeah. out to shake his hand and being like "fuck you." And then later on, that that soliloquy, that promo that MJF put on, where he was like, "I needed you, and you left," and it was basically like syndrome, the Incredibles, like syndrome was like, "Fuck you, you made you." I wanted to be your sidekick, and you said no. It was like that yeah. level of like petty, but it was for some reason it was so good because. MJF is like the new CM Punk. He's like, he's so good on the mic. I could see him leading uh, uh, like heel faction after heel faction after heel faction for the rest of his career and being top guy constantly. Um, And I see that like CM Punk obviously sees that too. That's why I I think of this in two ways. I think of MJF on the wrestling from the heel standpoint, just the classic traditional sense, did do a lot of punk-esque work on the microphone to do that however character wise and i think who who extended the cm kind of kind of no 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 not jericho darby allen is the next wave of what punk would would transitioned into is darby allen and just the punk the vibes the skateboarding the whole like Mm -hmm. you know it was like that character wise i think they're more connected 
but I think microphone skill wise, MJF and him are connected on that sense. Well, it makes sense because there are the four pillars of what makes Punk great is he's the best of both of those worlds. Like he can do both of that. So, and, and all the, the, you know, with the cons purchasing ring of honor, which is something that just happened as well. You know, be playing your old AFI Ring of Honor music, I think, was really, really cool uh, in that match. And, you know, Sammy Guevara is insane. Everything I see that guy doing is, like, next-level suicidal. You know, that guy's just going yeah. for it. Well, that's the thing. He does the crazy, and then he does a fucking Spanish fly off of a, off of a stage through through two tables. And... I mean, look, here's the, and that, that the thing is, is that that's not even the last bump. So we are recording this on March 12th of 2022. Um, so we are what, two weeks away out from revolution and we've had a dynamite and a rampage since, um, on dynamite that same week, he did a six thirty splash into a table with nobody on it. Yeah, like, that's that, that I got dude, that clip. I put that up on the internet. Yeah, that shit was wild. That dude is wild. He was spinning and, so fast yeah. in the air when he hit that. I was just <laughs> like, oh my god. And then he lost. I mean, so that's so he, by the way, is the third of the fourth four pillars of AEW. That's the whole deal. They have the four pillars. They have it's Darby Allen, it's uh, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy who's part of the Jurassic Express with Luchasaurus, who is currently and just won a, a Tornado Tag Team at uh, Tornado Tag Team three-way match at Revolution. I, like, I love the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and I love all, I think, dude, I'm just, everything they do is good. I was talking to my friend Mike uh, Patilio. Mm-hmm. I used to balance with him at the Hawthorne Theater. Real cool dude. And we were chatting on Instagram a little bit, and he tells me, yeah, AEW, you know, I started watching wrestling again because of that. Yeah. I was like, there's a too, lot man. of people. Me too. I was like, I, I started falling back in love with the wrestling again because of the efforts of the four pillars of these guys and the support that they're getting from guys like William Regal. Hopefully, his dude, the fact that they got Regal's fine and, and Sting and you know yeah. and all these you know and uh, the support Tony Schiavone and Jr. Like I love the, everything about it. They're doing a good job yeah. of. Of, of pulling in so you've got on one hand christian cage right a a long time probably hall of fame level uh jo- kind of in- mid-card guy in wwe and f and and also here and in tna or whatever um he put his stamp on jungle boy he wanted to work with luchasaurus and jungle boy right yeah. jurassic express which is then cool because got- he's a great he's a great guy you know he's got a yeah. lot of yeah exactly matt and jeff hardy are kind of putting their stamp on matt and nick jackson and and they're, don't and really they're back it, but, now by the way yeah. that's big news because this was the hardy boys are official now in yep. AEW. like and on the TV, other thing, they're together the big thing is tony i got Khan, a clip actually of jeff coming back so i'm gonna play that real quick and notice in that clip the the original Hardy Boys theme from WWF that they bought. Jeffrey Nero Hardy is here tonight. And ready. Boom! The swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy. The brothers have re- reunited. Yeah, Tony I noticed Con- that. I was like, how did they it. get that? Have Tony Khan bought, bought it. Wow, he bought it. He didn't. He didn't buy the rights to it. He fucking bought it. 
<laughs> well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> he well, said he knew exactly because yeah. he knows we want. That's what we want to hear. Because when you hear that, you know who's in the building. Yeah, you know what's happening. The hands are going. And I, I watched this meme. It was funny. It was like. Is like Jeff Hardy still got to do his little dance real quick before mm-hmm. his brother's getting beat up, but he's still got to do his little dance real quick, like at the yeah. top. Just... Yeah, <laughs> you got to give me like 10 everybody seconds. wants it. Every, Let me give I mean, you 10 seconds of this it. real quick, and then I'll help you out. Hold on, <laughs> I got to dan it, dan it, dan it. <laughs> well, and also what I'll say about AEW is that they are—they seem to be trying to keep their women's division fresh also which wwf did for about a year and then just gave up on completely they're like we got becky we've got charlotte we're done they have a, we one, got they have a wonderful women's division it's it, they, the, everything they do is gold i'm telling you from the stuff yeah. with working buying ring of honor working with new japan uh you know what i mean everything and impact and in impact and the kenny omega and then the four pillars and i mean just everything is is so fun about it but there's more wrestling and nxt is another organization we i would arguably say it's the second best to aew was uh, it used to be but you know dolph ziggler i'm a fan of dolph ziggler but apparently he's retained the nxt strap which seems like a couple of steps backwards from a guy who held the intercontinental title quite a bit I don't know if he won the world Not championship. Just the inter- he, so he, so yeah, he's won the W. The he won the big gold belt, the world champ, the world the Goldberg belt. Yeah, the big gold. Yeah, belt. yeah, yeah. He won the that WCW belt. Okay, he's, so he's well, won that. Uh, so he's won that. He's been an intercontinental champion, been a U.S. champion. He's he was in the Spirit Squad, dude. That guy has been through the fucking ringer in. In He's, Vince's company. He got that 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 Shawn Michaels gimmick, you know. He was mm-hmm. the, the next, you know, he got that Shawn Michaels gimmick for himself, which is cool because a lot of guys would love to have that gimmick. It's a great gimmick. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when what I thought was weird is not that he's down so much working in NXT, but that he's the champion because it just seems like he would be a better guy at this point to put people over because you know, I don't think he's gonna get another big run. If anything, he he he, you know, he ends up leaving and going to AEW because he could. He'll he could never be a leave. Big draw. He could be a big draw in AEW. He'll never leave. He'll never leave. Ever. Ever. No. Never the never. thing. You know. I mean, I just. Know. Yeah. I mean, I. So the thing is, like, I could see maybe him in Impact. I just, I don't see Dolph. I don't see what is his name, Nick Nemeth, the the guy yeah, who yeah. plays Dolph Ziggler. Uh-huh. I don't see him leaving. He has been there for so long. He's paid. He's paid well. He gets to do kind of what he wants to do, which is be a jackass heel. He's got a good he, life. He's, he's got, got a, a good. He's he, got a good. He, he accepts life. his role in the yeah. business. Uh, I think maybe he has earned a, a main event spot here or there. But the thing is, is when it comes to WWE and main event spots, there's like six, and like even Randy's out of it. Randy Orton isn't a main eventer anymore. He's in a tag team with Matt Riddle, which is great. It's great. It's one of the greatest yeah, things in WWE needs, right needs, now. Yeah, it's hilarious. And he needs light work. You know, yeah, Randy Orton. He's always hurt. He's always hurt or he's always on the top. You know what I mean? Like for for what, almost 20 years, 20 years, that dude's been in, you know, main eventer. I mean, he's an evolution for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? The, well, he's so Randy was the Randy Batista and John, C, John Cena the legend and killer. Brock. Those four guys came out of OVW, which became NXT at the same time. They were all there. So, yeah. And so who's left? 
I mean, Brock has come and gone, but Randy's never left. Randy has been in the WWE since he got yeah. there from OVW. He's never left. He, he just, made some he made some jokes about, you know, some of the other promotions, just like, yeah, okay, like whatever. He's a company man. He's mm-hmm. a company man. But the scariest thing that happened in WWE news was uh Biggie taking that big huge bump. Uh, should have been, you know, uh, a, a, a a suplex over the top. German, yeah. Went to Rye, belly to belly to belly, and uh mm-hmm. Biggie lands, guy, the guy's got to be 300 pounds, lands on his neck and bounces the other way. And um, I have some video of him just kind of explaining what happened with his neck. So I'm going to play that. I can't thank all of you beautiful people enough for all of your concern and your messages. It's very heartwarming. Uh, I can move all my digits. You see that? That's nice. That's always a good thing. Um, strength feels fine. But unfortunately, uh, right now, they tell me my neck is broken. So there's that. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody. I'm going to be all right. I'll be good. Don't worry. Go to sleep. Don't worry about all me. But uh, for real, thank you. And uh, I appreciate all of you. For real. You know, essentially, he's okay now. He came out and had another video and uh, since then and said that he's not going to have to have surgery, right? Yeah, so uh, he fractured his C1 and his C6. Uh, but there's no... That is, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I don't really know. But he essentially doesn't have to have surgery. There's no lasting damage. He kind of did this on the video to show that he can move all of his hands. Yeah, his he's got feeling in toes, all his extremities. Everything, everything's good. So, you know, I wish him a speedy recovery. It's it's that's scary, dude. I mean, the guy like, hit the top of his career recently. He won the world championship. He held it for a little bit. So, you know, when you hit, that's you know, that means you made it to the top of your game. You, you're yeah. in your you're in your prime. You know, well, and he's just been so much fun. I, I kind of thought he was ridiculous when he first showed up, and he was with AJ Lee and Dolph. You remember that, like 2010, 2011, maybe twenty twelve. Uh, he was like their bodyguard, and it was like this big joke. Um, but as soon as he got with Kofi and and yeah, the Xavier new day Woods, took off. The new day was he, so he good. He became solidified forever in mm-hmm. WWE lore, right? Because yeah. that thing was so annoying and it just worked on so it was many so, levels. So that's the funny thing is it went from, so that's something that they talked about was like, they thought, so Vince was like, you guys are gonna be baby faces. He's like, no, they're gonna fucking hate us. You want us to be a gospel group who come out and preach yeah. the power of positivity. They're <laughs> yeah. gonna fucking hate us and that's fine. So they took the booze and they were heels and they did all the goofy shit kicking shit and then it turned and all of a sudden the annoying shit became coming out of a fucking cereal box with Vegeta Saiyan armor. I liked that. I Those, thought that was cool because yeah. that shows that he's in touch with other things outside of wrestling, gaming, anime, stuff like that. So it it, it showed their personalities more. Well, Xavier Woods is, uh, he works on G4. And Big E is a huge underground hip-hop guy. So, like, oh. they they all are actually really, really cool dudes. Yeah. They have some cool interests. And then, of course, Kofi Kingston's like, I mean, how much cooler can you get than that? You know what I mean? Kofi Kingston's like all, all-time cool, you know? So, uh, yeah, good for him. I'm glad he's doing good because it's scary. Because yeah. you remember what happened in the draws. You know, he D'Lo Brown broke his neck on accident. And he's he was in a... You know, quadriplegic. Is D'Lo really? Not D'Lo. D'Lo's not. D'Lo's the one that oh, that, yeah, that botched right. it, and yep. you know, draws who had a bright mm-hmm. career in front of him. You know, broke his neck and ended up. You know, yeah. so it's 
And then you think about Stone Cold Steve Austin surviving, but you know, basically that was the start well, of, the Edge, of his career. Edge. Edge broke his neck and lost huge amounts of his career over it. Yeah. Um, like what, 20, probably he was gone for 12 years? Long time. Long With that time. broken neck? I mean, yeah. Paige, Paige has a broken neck. That's why she's not, she's gone. Yeah, that's in wrestling, you know, that's And she common. was 25. Yeah, necks, you know are, I mean, so. necks and spinal injuries and stuff like that is common, and it just jacks jacks everything up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, maybe we we, should, we will see him sooner rather than later probably back in in the ring, and, and I hope that he recovers well and recovers fully before he decides to come back. Um, and you know what's funny is like honestly, if they just put Kofi and him and Xavier Woods back together, he could just be their manager, like jumping around and bouncing and having fun. Like he wouldn't even need to wrestle for a while, and he could feasibly come back to TV because they had the Freebirds rule with them. Remember the Freebirds rule where like the no. it's three, so there's three guys, yeah, right, in a stable, and they are the tag team champions collectively. Oh, yeah. So okay. any one of the three of them or any two of the three of them can represent okay. for yeah. the championships. It's the old Freebirds rule that they made, like, I don't know, it was like territory days in the 60s. Yeah. It's a good rule, you know, it makes, and it, they, makes it, that, it makes it entertaining, at least. Yeah. And so that was the thing is, like, you you'd get different versions. Like, you get Biggie and Xavier, and they'd have a different, like match style than biggie and kofi or kofi right depending on the opponent and they can write different storylines or one yep. of them gets hurt or something you know mm -hmm. yeah they can do a lot with that yeah. uh yeah it's pretty crazy stuff okay so that'll pretty much do it for our wrestling, wrestling coverage all right but in the nba we got a lot of things going on a lot of crazy things lebron james goes off for 50 points in la with kanye in the stands the man is still doing it. He's pretty, pretty much counted out as a getting anywhere with this team, and that's understandable uh, just given the circumstances. You know, a couple guys having a couple hard years and injuries and age and everything that can be going wrong is going wrong, and then LeBron scores 50, and it just seems to make sense uh, that right around this time we're getting close, you know, which mm -hmm. is good because that means we're getting into summer. You know what I mean? Playoffs and the finals in the summer. Uh, yeah. So the weather's good. But if you're in the Lakers, it's getting kind of hot because, you know, they, they're they not looking like they're going to make it even in, into the playoffs to the dance. You know what I mean? So, Well, for, they're uh, still what? In play they're still in a play-in position. They're nine. Yeah, they're still in it. Yeah. And, and they, know, all they have to do is beat the Clippers. And AD was playing phenomenal basketball before he got hurt. He was a problem. He's a menace. How long is he out for? We're talking a couple more weeks, probably. I think it was like, I think it was like four to six off that coming down on his ankle. It was a, it's a big guy to come down on your ankle. I've, I've had that injury happen to me a few times. It's actually why I kind of quit playing basketball and skateboarding, mm -hmm. just because my, you know, I rolled that ankle so many times that the ligaments were just I could roll it just walking, you know. Um, but. Brooklyn and Philadelphia had a bloodbath match and the trade happened and James Harden wants out of Brooklyn and is mad at Kyrie and Kyrie don't give a crap about James Harden at all and, and basically says that he's soft and you know what what do we even have this guy for he goes to Philly 
Philly who had turned their backs on Ben Simmons uh, last year uh, goes to Brooklyn and Brooklyn and Philly meet. Brooklyn comes into Philly. Okay, so you know how Philly fans are. It's wild. So right off the bat, Ben Simmons isn't playing. He's in street clothes. I got a clip of the fans and what they thought of Ben Simmons uh, returned back to Philadelphia. If you couldn't make that out, it was a F.U. Ben Simmons uh, about every 10 seconds. But here's the problem. When you're saying F.U., there's another couple guys on the court that play for Brooklyn. And they're a whole lot better than James Harden. One being Kyrie Irving and the other being Kevin Durant, KD, easy money sniper. Okay, that guy will pull up a three running full speed. He's like seven foot 11 <laughs> and then drain it looking like a a freaking Shaolin crane. You know what I mean? Just yeah. devastating your team. And he goes off for 30 something and the crowd in Philly goes silent. The second half of the game, James Harden, Kyrie Irving waves off help for James Harden. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need it. This James guy was Harden a bum. He was a bum in practice. He was a bum on our team and I was a <laughs> bum at home. <laughs> and I'll guard him myself. Waves off the help. They win by 20, and Beeb is raging, mm. raging, yelling at Katie, but Katie's just eating it up. He won by 29. So a 30 bucket. Basically 30 points. 30 bucket yeah. at home, and that was the big the big show. James Harden's the big show coming to town, going to turn this Philadelphia team around. We're pretty close to the playoffs, and you just ate a 30 bucket. Kentucky mm. Fried Chicken barbecue status. Yeah, he was uh, he was not good. He played 29 minutes, and six rebounds, five assists, eleven points for for Harden in that. Uh, by contrast, Durant was so I'll give you both. So Embiid was 30 minutes, 12 uh, 12 rebounds, two assists, 27 points, uh, and you have Kyrie was. Uh, Four re, uh, 30 minutes, four rebounds, five assists, 22 points. And Kevin Durant was 14, 7, 25, and 32 minutes. And let me tell you, those Kyrie points, the, the, the num- don't let the numbers deceive you. Those are humiliating, break your ankle, jump shot in your face, stare you down points right. that he made. That just like made Philadelphia just, it just made them quiver. They yeah. just fell apart. And LeBron James has just passed Joel Embiid for the number one scorer in the NBA. 37 yeah. years old. God damn it. He is number one scoring. So it looks bad for Philly. I know that being second in the NBA is not bad, but it looks like you're losing gas. And I don't think if you want to talk about gas, Rus- Russell Westbrook's got gas. You know who doesn't have gas? James Harden does not have gas. No. Uh, and I have a feeling he's going to pull a hamstring in the next couple of days and not It just help. seems like he's a quitter. It just, it, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know what, so much, I, it, it's so weird. What because happened you have, was he was a really eccentric sixth man in Oklahoma, and that's fine. But hmm. he's not a primetime number one, too, and I don't care how many points he's got record-wise. I don't care. I because guess that's something to be said for points. Not like you know, you need to score points, obviously, to to win a basketball game. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing to say you don't need points, but may I don't know. I just I feel like these teams that have 
a couple, you know, Golden State is a great example of a team that has two scorers, sometimes three. And Did you see Will defenders. Ferrell with the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, the the tropical. He he's playing tr- the character from the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fucking that, love when he does he that. He had the Did headband and the socks. He was ready to so, go. Do you remember years ago, he showed up at spring training, and was like being the third base coach for like. The oh Cubs. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, Will yeah. Ferrell is one of those guys that like you either love or hate. And I, I, think I love he's Will Ferrell. Hysterical. I think he's gold. I <laughs> I have a few comedians, you know, uh, Vince Vaughn's another guy that I think yeah. is gold. Everything that guy does is so funny to me, and I don't mm. know why, but it just is. He just yeah. he gets my sense of humor. It works. Uh, he's, he talks fast, and it's yeah, beautiful. I love it, like, dude. It's so yeah. funny. Vince Vaughn is great. And well, and they kind of the the funny thing is they're different. The two of them are very different, but they're both very funny. And you can um, just tell Will Ferrell is just making shit up in these movies, <laughs> and these like Paul Rudd and these other actors are like, like, all what? right, let's just roll with it. We're letting Will Dude, take the wheel because we don't know where fucking, this is going. The bloopers for Anchorman between because you have Paul Rudd, yeah. you have Steve uh, Carell, Steve Carell, and you have Will Ferrell all in the same movie. And the shit that comes out of these guys' mouths in random blooper takes is fucking bonkers. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's like, I don't know, how do you pick? I sometimes like so I'll I'll watch Anchorman had like some of the best comedy casting of all time. I don't know. I, I don't know how they, they got all those guys. Movie. I don't know how they I don't got know all of them in that movie. Well, it's probably pretty easy when they all want to work together. But I think what I think is funny is crazy is how do you get work done? I would be Busting up laughing every fucking minute on set of one yeah. of those movies. Like, I would not be able to contain myself when he's saying, like, whale's vagina. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, what? Well, you that- know they're making some of this shit up. There's no way that they, all that stuff is written either. You know no, what I mean? And, and, that's just, and the director's crazy. just like, you know what? I like that. We're going to keep it, you know, because the director can, on the spot, decide what's going to go in the film or not, you know? Right. So... They can kind of over overpass the writers or whatnot. Well, and sometimes uh, I think with those those movies, a lot of times they just kind of like, uh, you know, Will talks to Paul, just go, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's a lot of they say that with a lot of Judd Apatow's movies. They're like, we don't have like a line set up. We have like a setup of what the scene is supposed to be, right? And then like you guys do it. And we'll kind of pick what's best or we'll throw a line out or there's a guy back there that's on in the writer's room and he'll throw a line out. And we'll try to figure out what's best. But I bet those sets are so much fun to be a part of. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, just to wrap up the NBA, Blazers are tanking. We have to talk about the Blazers because, of course, you know, Rip because, City Goons, yep. you know, it's, it's the hometown heroes. But, you know, they're tanking. It's open tryouts, basically, for the Blazers who we're going to keep. And, uh, maybe, so of the people that are left, because basically they are playing G League guys and a couple of rookies or whatever, who who do you think makes the squad? I mean, obviously Sim, uh, Simons, Dame, and Nurk are going to Okay, be so you're looking for a backup point guard. You're looking for mm-hmm. a steady, whoever stays healthy. It's, I, number six or number eight, right? Both 20-year-old kids. You're looking for just somebody who's got energy that can come off the bench and, and bring that spark. Uh, mm-hmm. Ellaby, I think Ellaby stays because he just seems like a good blazer. He's got the good fit, good hair, good energy, playing hard, and he's going to be cheap to keep. Yeah. He's going to cost nothing. You know, he just got out of Gonzaga. He's he's going to be cheap. Um, 
you, you know, you, you keep Hart because you've been looking for that position. So you're going to see if him and Dame gel. If they don't, then Hart's going to end up getting shipped down road, you know, down river when that, mm-hmm. when it all plays out. Uh, Nurkic, obviously you keep. The new center that they put on a 10-day contract, number 24, you keep him as well because he's high energy. He's got a lot of drive and he gets to the rim, scoring and rebounds. Assist. Talking about Drew Eubanks? Yes, you keep Drew Eubanks. You know uh, where he's from, by the way? Just And you also, you also he's got... He's from the- Washington. He's from Oregon State. And you also have... Go Beavers, right? I right. mean, I'm more of a Ducks guy, but, you know, Beavers are cool it's too. Oregon. It's Oregon. Um... Well, so I, I'm guessing they're probably going to keep Ellaby because he's young-ish. Right. Drafted in 2020. They're uh, probably going to keep Eubanks because he's young. Uh, Josh Hart, maybe. Uh, do you think they keep Elijah Hughes? Oh, well, here's the other big one. You got you got the dude from Utah that they just brought up who's injured right now. Uh, I believe he's an Aussie. Ingles. Oh, you mean Joe Ingles? Yeah, Joe Ingles. Uh, so now you're gonna see you're gonna see how Joe Ingles because he could be a great sixth man for you. So really, there's a lot of pieces there because we're we're talking about rebuilding. We're trying to get a draft pick, like the best out of the best. We want the best pick in in, in mm-hmm. the lotto. You know what I mean? Coming up. So we're everything geared towards Portland is young. The oldest that they really got is Ingles, who can be a great sixth man. You don't have mm-hmm. to you don't have to start him. Uh, he's a good trash man. Come in, and get a foul, jump and grab a ball. He's got a good shot. Yeah, hustle yeah. guy. Not that athletic, but you know, good heart. But I mean, we are in a super. We are we're in, in a good a spot. We're, we're, a in a, we're in a massive, not just a rebuild, rebuild, a restructure, but a a brand new. We're talking. We're shaving 15, 20 years off everybody, and we're starting with with young guys, and everything else. Everybody else is up in the air, but there's a lot there uh, for that, and they're tanking. So in music news, you have the game who obviously we talked about uh, in episode 11, maybe even a little bit in episode 10 about the game being upset or not being upset, left up speculation about not being invited to the Super Bowl halftime show party and leaving out that chapter of uh, uh, of the the music, right? Uh, Which I found out that Jay-Z is the one who pushed for that. Whatever his partnership is with the NFL, he pretty much demanded that Dre... And the next, you know, that, 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 that needed to happen. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he well, was the he one also, that, that, that put that together. Well, um, he was also like, they're going to wear whatever the fuck they want to wear. He said, so. yeah, he said he was going to walk on the NFL if they, if they didn't let him do that show. So, you know, but then the game starts talking crazy after that. Uh, he says some stuff 50, they have an exchange on, on Twitter and the game basically says, you know, the last time that you played with me, G-Unit went in the trash can and the casket got closed on your music career, basically. You know, you know don't do it again. Mm-hmm. And also, I like to show power. <laughs> so it was really <laughs> weird. It's like, it like, don't mess with me, but but whatever. Like, he wasn't going to take it. But then he came out and said that Dre, he's always been a Dre fan proponent, uh, always said good things about Dre. And then he comes out and says that um, Kanye did more for him Kanye did more for him than Dr. Dre did his entire career I think that's crazy because your whole thing was West Coast LA Dr. Dre the game I'm I'm here I'm the respecter of the legends if anything that's kind of what I saw him as the mm-hmm. guardian the gatekeeper of classic gangster rap uh kind of for people um 
So now he's pretty much, I don't think we'll ever see game invited to anything ever again involving Interscope or Shady Aftermath or Universal for that matter. Because no. the, the Kanye thing, the only person that can get away with Kanye behavior is Kanye. Yep. And Antonio Brown can try. And, you know, Odell the, the game in Odell and the game can try. But, but the only person that can get away with that behavior is Kanye. Right? He's the only one. Yeah, I used to think Eminem was better than me. What you saying right he now? Not, he not. He's not. Challenge, hey, hey, challenge it. Game, you don't want to go versus against him. Yes, I do. What do you mean? Oh. Yeah, I do. The fuck you mean? So what you trying to say? Hey, let's just say what you trying to say. You trying to say that I don't want to head on fade with the white man? No, I just want I just want to stay on some drama. That's all. I, <laughs> hey, it's not drama. <laughs> you know what this is? Not drama. Can I, like, can yeah, I tell yeah. you what it is? Yeah. So you know how deep I go? Yeah. It's... The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Mm. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm saying it's that same vibe. Yo, look, look, look. Hey, yo. That when, yo, yo, bro. When, 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 hey, when Floyd get in the ring with his opponent, yes, yes, yes. It, it's not. It's but, but game, let's just be clear. Let me no, just but Nori, but listen, let me stop you for a fucking second. Uh, it's because of the teddy bear albums. Which he has a documentary out that I haven't it's, watched yet. Yeah, you, I, I, I guess it's that. really good. I, I, My buddy. I heard it's great. My buddy Chris is a is a big Kanye fan. He lives in Chicago, um, and he said it was super super good. He got through like the the last time I talked to him. I think he was like almost done with it. But yeah, I think um, I think they've all been released and they're out there. Yeah, I I, I think that when it comes to the game, I mean, like I, I think we talked about this, you know, the last time we we talked, and I think he's he's probably right. I I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. How do you quantify? game versus Eminem because I can quantify game versus verse Dre and I can quantify game versus because they're different they're very different but Dre is a much better producer than he is rapper I think we can agree on that right I think Dre is a Mount Rushmore guy and I believe Kanye is at this point a Mount Rushmore guy well then uh, who's Eminem, the rest of them Eminem is Elvis, modern Elvis. So yeah. a lot of his songs on a verses, dude, what are you going to sing? I love the way you lie or my salsa or look, we love you. We think you're funny. Like a lot of your stuff is beyond music. Even it's more like sketch comedy almost. And, um, but at the same time, uh, the game has some really, really, really good songs. Like, yeah, he does. Music wise that, that I still like to listen to. And Eminem, I, uh, to be honest with you, when Eminem drops a record, I usually give it a once through. I usually I thought just... his. I thought that new record he put out, the "Songs to Kill You By" or whatever. I actually thought his song with Juice World, Godzilla, I thought was really, really good. I thought that album was pretty good, and I thought Kamikaze was pretty good. Juice but... World could, and Kamikaze was again. I gave it a once through, but I can't tell you that I took zero of those songs, and I do listen to Juice World songs, you know, a lot, uh, but not that one. I listen yeah. to the Juice World and Future album mostly because it's fun. Yeah, you know the, what I so mean. The, but the, uh, I will say the the song he has with Joiner, the um, the Eminem Joiner song from Kamikaze, I, the, I put on my. The thing uh, is, is a versus. If we're talking about an old school rap battle, that's that's one thing. If we're talking, about I still a think Eminem wins for that, hit, but I think hit for hit, the game is better. Eminem wins on about the same amount of material that Game wins on. He wins on the next episode, Marshall Mathers and Slim Shady LPs. But the game has the documentary, right? He has mm -hmm. like about three albums. 
uh that about the same amount of hits everything after that not so much with For either both? guy with with both after that those three albums so i think well he had so eminem had those me, three real bad the, albums in the a row. songs the songs that i'm gonna hear are from about this that same era and game was kind of post that era mm-hmm. but they have about the same amount of songs that i and to be fair i don't have any game songs that i listen to on a regular basis either right i don't listen to that yeah i guess that's basis. true i haven't you know we keep bringing him up but like and i do remember like i bought games album day it came out i loved that i loved the documentary because the new song is not really it's the game is on it but it is a kanye song at the end of the day it is a kanye song that was marketed by kanye and produced by kanye and put out by kanye and orchestrated by kanye and delivered to the world by kanye and the game was there (laughs) right just like Just like 50 Cent wrote the documentary as well. It wrote it and was like, here's what I need you to do. Do this, da-da-da, boom, 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 hit maker. Mm-hmm. Right? So Wait, are you saying that you think that 50 wrote he did. his album? He did. He did. He was a part of, um, and I'm not saying he wrote every single word, but uh, the, the melodies, the hooks, and even some of the bars, the game contributed, or 50 Cent contributed on those albums. That's why there's yeah. always been a problem because this was he was given to 50 to make money to generate right we link him with you you throw him the ball let him make some money for a while you work on other stuff you know what i mean and and we have a new thing we have a new nwa right we have a new thing going on kind of but either way uh me personally that's a tough one for me because Eminem has a lot of stupid ass songs that were his top. Well, he, so he has, he has a lot of so without me songs. So 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 here I'll line them all out. Are you ready? It's like ICP it's, almost. It's, it's fact is horrible, and it's any song that you can think of that's like fact. So without me, uh, the real Slim Shady. Uh, right those songs the, suck they're so dude, the, bad dude they're so stupid but they're the, the thing about eminem is that on all of his albums he has about five songs on each one that are really really well written and really 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 good but he always marketed the real slim shady because it sucks but it sells records that fucking that song i know i know here's the thing here's the thing with eminem eminem wins if he plays stuff from the album infinite to me because if you want to take this back to hip-hop and you want to take it back to a battle and you want to talk it back to actual good music eminem's real the stuff he really wanted to put out that wasn't commercial and wasn't crazy and gonna sell a lot of records was really good but there was a lot of guys putting out that kind of stuff at the time there's a lot of underground uh, well, the thing is, like a lot of those... really hard idea was one of those rappers he used to battle with Eminem. There's mm-hmm. proof was really good. Um, there was a lot of really good rappers, right? Like that cared. Well, about even when he was coming and, up, I mean, and then how old is on the West atmosphere? Coast? On the West Coast, you had your your atmospheres and you had your living legends and you had like you had this whole different scene that was like bubbling, but it couldn't. It wasn't mainstream. It wasn't going to break yeah. through, and that's what the slim shady and all this like catchy gimmicky stuff did because it's the music business and shock makes money and mm-hmm. you know what i mean like controversy and, and well yeah because like here's a here's a here's but does a, the game have topic. an infinite album that's the question that i have because he has other shit like 300 bars 
Dude, and like that, some of these other album iconic, was so good. some of these iconic things that I'm not going to downplay either. Mm -hmm. And I get what he's saying. He's like Eminem sold more records because they put more money into him, and he was like white Jesus, right? Like we, mm -hmm. they, of course, they're of course you're going to think he's better than me. But are, do you really think he's better than me, or are you letting them tell you and you're believing them? That's what. Because if not, because well, I have a question like, for you then. I have a question. Legitimately, it's Michigan versus Detroit, or it's uh, Minnesota versus Detroit. Do you think that Slug is a better rapper, yes. start to finish, than Eminem? Yes, and I think the Slug makes better music and has a better catalog because every album of his, uh, there's at least five songs that I can play and listen to, and still I play, absolutely and I, agree with, and you. I can still go back to him and listen to him, and they talk because he doesn't do the gimmicky Dude, stuff. Dude, women with there. the tattooed hands is from what '97. Yeah, and I'm talking that's some Picasso type shit. That's some Van Gogh type of fucking writing, and, and I mean that's just it was so different. Nothing, and to make a living that way too, just and. Those guys, all those guys, Sage Francis, I still follow him. He still yeah, does and stuff. Murs and Murs still does stuff. Like those guys are still around. And I follow the Grouch, you know, from mm -hmm. Living Legends. I mean, they're and still Eli, around. The Grouch and Eli still um, tour all the time. Yeah, but you couldn't make money that way. So I get why Eminem did what he did. And yeah. I get that the game's a little bit mad because maybe he didn't get the push that he, you know, he wasn't quite the team player that they wanted at that level. And it just didn't happen and go through. But to say that Dre did less for you how many albums did dre produce he put a stamp on every single one of them right albums yeah. not just a song not just to <laughs> come through and like get on the song yeah. that i made you know mm -hmm. uh all right well, guys. i don't yeah so the last segment we're going to get into this is a trigger warning if you super do spoilers super spoiler alert and we don't want to ruin it for you guys but we're going to talk about it because uh we both went out and saw it and it's the batman so if you don't want to hear about the batman it's our last segment on the show jump off now don't but also around. as soon as you've watched the movie come, come on back, back and listen finish yeah. It out. yeah because in my opinion by the way was, spoilers start now right now yeah <laughs> in my opinion this was my favorite batman movie of all all of them it's not even close i don't and it's not uh, it's, it might be close i think it's close to batman begins and dark knight and if you are a like if you love michael keaton like the yes. original batman movie, and i do and i think then, that was wonderful and then I, it was close i i i don't but i like that in kind of a that. cult classic-y kind of yeah. way i don't think of it in the same context as modernized uh but it's still in my top three all the time i you know what i want to do i think what i need to do is i need to just grin and bear it and go back and literally watch Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Like I need to just rewatch those terrible They're fun. movies. They're, no, two of them are good. Two of them are fucking terrible. They're fun. I look rewatch them. I, I'm a huge Batman fan. I've seen every. You know, I haven't been to the movie theaters in forever, and I finally decided. I was like, all right, this is the one. You know, I took yeah. my 12 year old Ella, and I was How'd like, she like it Batman. by the way. Uh, she loved it. She thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, she thought it was nice. great. Um. Zoe Kravitz, excellent Catwoman, unbelievable Catwoman. She did everything that that Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry did and mixed it into a nice medium and added her own spin on the Catwoman thing, and she was perfect. And Robert Pattinson, just an amazing Batman. 
surprising. I, the holes but in yes. that were I could good luck finding them. Like it was so good. Like because he played this character of a guy that that it makes sense. He's like starting to do this Batman thing. He's getting good at it. And he's throwing some money at it and he's addicted to it. He's not doing his work anymore. You can tell Alfred's like, hey, dude, you got to like show face and like shower. You can't just be doing this 24 seven. And he's kind of a mess. And, you know, building the Batmobile and it looks like the DeLorean. And it's like, it's crazy. You know, like, like it's a totally different spin from what we talked about earlier with the developed Batman, who's already got everything figured out. And if anything, he's testing like new, new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like the bat plane, but I've already had this Batmobile and it's tricked out and it's unstoppable. You know, the, this Batman's riding around on like, you know, a Suzuki Samurai motorcycle. It's not a bat bike. There's no yeah. guns on it. It's just a street bike. Well, uh, there's never going to be any guns on it. He's doing es- espionage. He's wearing binoculars. He's doing detective work, right? He's that not was just, so that, you know, by the way, I need to, I need to, we need to stick on that for a second because that is one thing that has been missing from every batman movie up to this one i think i don't remember a point where it was made clear because that's what he is batman is the world's greatest detective like his comic book is called detective comics right it's also called batman later but he is he notices things that nobody else notices. He pe- he keys in on things that he nobody- solves riddles. He solves riddles. Knew. Yeah. He solves. He he is a detective, and I thought it was very well done. The way that this director and Robert Pattinson and everybody that had anything to do with yeah. it spent time developing the fact that he's a detective. And he's on his figuring intelligence. All of this stuff. On his intelligence, the intelligence yeah. of Batman is something that's so overlooked because he's not a beat and brawn guy. He's an outsmart no. you. He's he knows when to cut the lights off because there's going to be eight people entering at this point in time, right? Yep. So he's got it set up in advance because of his intelligence to do that. And so when they all have automatic machine guns, he can take them out without right. killing them. Like he's outsmarting them. Well, the that's Riddler the thing, right? Was super fucking scary. And yeah. this, I it was not a jokey Riddler. This was like a serial killer seven what what was that movie with brad pitt seven Seven. it was like not to that extent but kind of that creepy like Mm -hmm. serial killer murders that are leading to this bigger conspiracy in gotham that's unraveling and bruce wayne doesn't even know about this as as it's going through it you know he's just basically in his feels most of the movie you Mm know uh the, the Penguin was perfectly portrayed, and I yeah. loved that. Colin Farrell did a great job with the Penguin, and not a lot of people are talking about that. But when he put the makeup on, they didn't even know on set that it was him. That's how right. good the makeup was. Like People people tried to get him off set because they just thought he was some random weird dude <laughs> that came on. And he's like, no, no, it's me. Like It's Colin. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know? And they're like, oh, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, um, that's how good the makeup. Well, was. and John Turturro as Falcone too. That's he's oh, uh, he was underrated. Great. He yeah. was so good. And like the thing is, is that the Maroni and the Falcones like have been gone for so long in in comics, right? They right they've been taken down so many times, and even at, like this actually. So the only other thing that I think was that was done. There's been two other other Batman like outside of comics things that have been done that have felt this good and they are the arkham series of video games yes 
and the the Batman ninety two animated series that we grew up on. Oh God, best best ever. And the thing yeah. that those two things do is they play. I watch that. Sh- I watch that show every day after school. Every yeah. day, I love that com or that car that um, cartoon. Yeah, it's so. By the way, it's on HBO Max. Like, is it really? It. Yeah, all of it. Um, but they both portray him as a detective. They both portray him as a person who who trained his whole life to be able to deal with the criminal undercurrent in his city and they found a way to make falcone and maroney and and all these uh, the da the the fact that the da is like in on it and like all of this is like so goth it was so gotham to have all of this shit kind of unraveling all at once and then have wayne the waynes be a part of it like thomas and martha that um that mob feel that's why the cartoon i felt the cartoon in this had so much in common because it was the detective work and the mob feel because it was mostly a lot of guys with tommy guns like you did have your super villains or whatever but they usually for the most part it was dudes with tommy guns in this blue tint and you know Mm -hmm. and he's in the shadows and it's just like that's how this movie felt but prior till to him getting that good in the cartoon right like it's the beginning of him like learning okay like this is who i am like my identity i have it and this is how i can do it keep my company finance my life fighting crime and you know be vengeance right yeah like well i like that nobody really called and him the batman. no guns the no guns thing too yeah right no like guns that, yeah. right don't shoot him don't kill him we don't we're, kill we we don't ever do that like that's mm-hmm. and that that i thought was lost in the uh snyder verse because batman's like wheeling a ar-15 shooting it and batman doesn't do that i get yeah, that I, it was post-apocalyptic and it was kind of hypothetical yeah. but it, hypothetically batman does never he never does that ever he just won't <laughs> right. do it it's not hypothetical he does not do that he will set a booby trap or yeah do something else well that's so that's the the interesting thing too is like when you go on so justice there's an old justice league not old but there's a, a relatively old justice league cartoon uh animated show movie or whatever where batman like has backup plans for everybody in the justice league like if this person goes yeah. evil i know how to stop them I can right. stop the Green Lantern, who's a fucking who has an alien ring that can do whatever the hell he wants it to do. I can stop Superman, who is literally impossible to kill. I can stop Wonder Woman, who's also almost impossible to kill. He has a way of demigods, and, right? Demigods. So it's, it's super interesting that they kind of put him in that position in this movie. They tried to do it with the Snyder movie. But it didn't come across the same way that it did in this. And I know. And the aesthetic of this movie was it wasn't Snyder. Snyderverse was like dark uh, Infinity Wars is what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Kind of over the top, like boom, boom, explosions, cities, uh, cityscapes getting destroyed. This was like this was more like the crow. It was like it was like felt important. Yeah. Right. It was like if if like a gun or a single explosion or the van, right? This is a van mm-hmm. blowing up in this one. Uh like felt more significant in freaking, you know, Superman uh versus Batman, you know, a nuke could hit the planet and be like, "Oh, what's next?" 
Yeah. You know, and this well, is like, what's, it's like, dude, it's so interesting too because like it's Batman a, could lose to these eight goons in the subway. Like it could yeah. happen, you know. That was a really cool intro introduction. So, like, because it's so also Nirvana, something's in the way. So, that dude. like so oh, good. So dude. good. So here's the thing about this movie is that it is three hours long. And I said two weeks ago or three weeks ago when we were talking about this, I was like, it's too fucking long. Yeah. Somehow this movie was three hours long. And in that three hours, it was able to, it, there felt like extra parts of scenes and you could probably have cut them out and made it a two and a half hour movie, right? Sure. But they felt important because they everything were. that's everything that's happening is like stretched out just a little bit too long. And like with Wonder Woman, you watch that, right? The second yeah, Wonder I've Woman seen movie. Those, yeah. So the second Wonder Woman movie, it seemed like every scene went on about 10 seconds too long. Like they could have cut every scene 10 seconds shorter and it would have been a better movie for it. This one, I think if they cut those scenes, you don't feel it the same way. And I right. don't know why that is. I don't know why those two things are so dissimilar in that way, but. I'm telling man, you, I wanted after three hours, I wanted, I wanted more. more. Right. And that was the thing is like the next, I can't wait for what they're going to do next with it because this obviously it, it broke a bunch of records went to the top you know it it did not flop it no. it excelled when it hit the office and it, we've everybody's been waiting for that you know we've been waiting for this movie for over a year yeah we've known about it you know maybe longer uh very good though what do you think you you, you want to see more you want to see more of this uh this version of so Batman I... or, or watch the development of Batman Here's yeah. what I want to see, honestly. I am now looking forward to... Because... So, Suicide Squad was really good. Birds of Prey was really good. Uh, Wonder, the first Wonder Woman was good. I'll give the second Wonder Woman a pass because of the first one. So, we, DC has kind of made a couple of really good movies back to back to back. And Aquaman was fine. I'm looking forward to what they can do with... I think, what are they... They have The Flash coming up. They have... Uh, the second Aquaman movie and they have something else coming out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing if Robert Pattinson just gets basically pushed in and then they do an actual Justice League movie, but with this cast and this uh, and this director and this right. like this aesthetic because, you know, it, I look, I like like I said uh, last week, I liked the Snyderverse. I didn't think it was I thought for what it was, it was cool, except for the fact that it was three hours and, you know, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't exactly wrap itself up and i felt like we got too many storylines within that that made it a problem uh like i said superman and doomsday and the death of you know that that's its own story so when you start adding that stuff uh yeah it makes it a problem it makes it kind of problematic and it seems a little bit forced and pushed but this batman didn't seem forced and pushed it seemed uh really natural in my opinion so yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what they bring about next. Anyways, Goons and Goblins, thank you for hanging out with us on this episode 13. We are uh, still breaking records every single week. We seem to be uh, picking up a little bit more steam and doing better and better. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm your host, DJ Nick at Night. My co-host, Tay Guevara. See him on Twitch.tv. <laughs> yeah, check me out. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. 
All right. Peace. And now, ladies and gentlemen.